sifter.com.au. I'm Fiona Bartholomeus. And I'm Kyle Paletto. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, PlayStation VR 2 gets a price and release date, indie game Coral Island gets ripped off by crypto scammers, Embracer Group renames then shuts down Square Enix Montreal, and more. Here is the news for Sunday, 6th of November. Let's go. Articles to read, podcasts to listen to, and videos to watch on sifter.com.au. If you've been excited to pick up the PlayStation VR 2 this week, Sony revealed its hefty price and early 2023 release date. You'll be forking out 880 Australian dollars for the headset, controllers and headphones, or 960 for the Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle, which includes that game. The specs are pretty good. It's got a 4K OLED display split in half across each eye with a 90 or 120 hertz refresh rate, which is pretty impressive. The PlayStation 5 is $800 on its own though, so you're looking at $1,600 plus to get in on the next generation of VR. It's still way cheaper than a PC VR setup, but I can't see it not being niche anytime soon. In addition, 11 VR titles were announced to be released next year with a release date of February 22 with pre-orders beginning next week on November 15. What do you think, Fiona? Will you be going in on this one? I've never been hugely into VR, mostly because I've never had one. But for that price, honestly, I think I'd rather buy another PS5 or just upgrade my Nintendo Switch. Sticking with Sony, the new PlayStation Plus subscriptions launched in June to mixed reviews and the results are in. It looks like 2 million subscribers have decided to drop the service. There is a cost of living crisis around the world at the moment, but Sony CFO Hiroki Totoki blamed the drop in subscribers on declining third-party games, a general decline in user engagement, and get this, Kyle, that more people were going outside. Seriously. (laughs) Video Game Chronicle reports that while the numbers are down, the company's service revenue actually increased meaning a fair few subscribers made the move to one of the higher-tiered subscriptions. Well, lucky for Sony, they'll still be getting my monthly fee, but that's only because I forgot to cancel my membership after playing Stray, which is the only new game that's ever been added on release. Hey, Fiona, did you see that viral Superman tech demo in Unreal Engine 5 from last year? It was huge on Reddit and Twitter and used the Matrix Awakens demo city to showcase some pretty impressive basic Superman gameplay. Well, it was made by an Aussie developer, Tyson Butler-Boschma, who put the demo up for free on Itch, saying it's not like he could sell a Superman game without the approval of DC and Warner Brothers anyway. Well, this week, someone decided they were going to sell a Superman game on Steam, and it was Tyson's game. I woke up and I had more notifications than I'm used to seeing on my my humble little Twitter page. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of interesting. And I'm like, maybe someone retweeted it and it's just going to get like an extra 100 likes or something. And then... Uh, people were like, There's this, this game is being sold up on Steam. I realized um, that basically someone had taken my build and had put it up on Steam and was selling it for like 40 Australian dollars. <laughs> um, now, I didn't want to make any assumptions at first. I was like, okay, like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I put this thing together in a weekend. It's totally plausible that, you know, someone could have made a a similar style demo. Like, that's fine. Um, And I was also getting some pretty abusive messages um, because people were claiming that I was a scammer and that I was trying to steal money from people and stuff. And I was kind of like, I don't understand. Like, you know, why would I put it up for free uh, and then keep it up for free if I was trying to scam people? As I 
started to delve deep and investigate, I realized that it was literally a one-for-one copy of the things that I had developed. It's pretty crazy that these scammers tried to pretend that Tyson was just a tilted ex-developer when they were called out. In our reporting using Steam statistics tool SteamDB, it looks like less than 20 people purchased this $40 ripoff, but at the time of recording, it's still available. It's always sad to hear when content is stolen and ripped off. Um, Hopefully everything is resolved soon so Tyson gets the recognition he deserves. Scammers have been out in force this week as Indonesian studio Stairway Games, developers of the island farming sim Coral Island, discovered. A fake account which ripped off the name, key art and basically everything they could appeared on Twitter, claiming the game was an NFT title on the GameFi blockchain platform. Stairway Games said that in no way was their title, which just celebrated its full release, was an NFT game and the account had no affiliation with Coral Island. The weird thing is, is that while the scam account only has several posts which started on October 31, it was strangely created back in 2020. So it seems like they've been sitting on it for a while. You can jump back into the Lightmap archives and find an interview with Stairway Games co-founder and producer Soma Putra on episode 166 about Coral Island. This just sucks. As if smaller developers don't have a hard enough job as it is, they now have to deal with scammers. So rough. The Embracer Group bought a stack of ex-Square Enix studios in May this year, but it looks like one of them is already shutting up shop. Square Enix Montreal was completely rebranded to Onoma just last month, but Embracer announced this week that they are no more. Reportedly, the studio's closure is part of a cost-cutting initiative, but if you're going to shut down a studio less than six months after buying it, why bother rebranding it at all? Some of the staff will be transferred to Eidos Montreal, but that studio will also be affected by the cost-cutting, with Stranger Things-inspired game being cancelled and the scope of other games being reduced. Head to the linked Bloomberg article in our show notes for the full rundown. Sad to see a company shut down so quickly, especially after it was just purchased. Hopefully, the rest of the staff will still be able to work on games in the future. Atomic Heart, the first-person shooter set in alternative 1955 by Moscow-based developers Munfish, has finally got a release date after debuting years ago. The game looks like a mix between the gunplay historical fiction of Wolfenstein with some Bioshock-looking superpowers thrown into the mix. It'll be out on Xbox, PlayStation and PC on the 21st of February next year. There's a new trailer out this week and it looks insane. Like Bioshock, but with the intensity cranked right up. I'm very keen to get my hands on this one. That's it for news. Here are the games releasing this week. Out on the 8th is Sonic Frontiers, the latest attempt at a 3D Sonic game by developer Sonic Team. Gianni has been playing this game and says it's a big change to the format we're used to, with plenty of throwback gameplay as well. Keep an eye out for our review tomorrow, and the game will come to all consoles this Tuesday. Also releasing Tuesday is Football Manager 2023. This series has a solid fan base of sports nerds who would rather play around with spreadsheets than actually play football. Lucky for them, this year's version is more accessible than ever, with touch versions coming to iOS, Android, and the Switch, and full versions coming to consoles on the 8th. And a fan-favorite title will be making a debut on new consoles this week. Point-and-click adventure Return to Monkey Island arrives on PlayStation and Xbox on the 8th of November. And one of the most highly anticipated games of the year is out on Wednesday, God of War Ragnarok. Fans, myself included, have been desperate to get our hands on the sequel. Pick it up on PlayStation 4 and 5 on the 9th. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord. 
This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Fiona Bartholomeus. And my name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. We know you love listening to Sifter, so if you'd like to support our work, we've got a Ko-Fi where you can contribute whatever our work is worth to you. Even a small amount makes a big difference to us. You can head to sifter.com.au forward slash support where even a couple of dollars helps us keep making our shows. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, myself, Kyle Paletto, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, Daniel Hines, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni De Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune. And huge thanks to both Audio Technica Australia and Omni Studio for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. <laughs>